Hello and welcome to the Collecting Heroes podcast. I'm your host, JD, the collector of collectors, and this is the podcast where I interview pop culture collectors from around the world. Today, I'm staying within my own backyard. In fact, uh, my next guest is from Melbourne. Now, it's good to have another Aussie on the show. His name is Matt, and I can't wait to connect with him. And I say connect because he is a Lego collector. Uh, so, Matt, thank you for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. And I, we had a little real short chat just before we started recording, and I was telling you that I'm a huge Lego fan myself. I was actually just uh, recently a guest on, on a podcast, shout out to Funkaholics podcast, and they quizzed me about my collecting journey and how I started. And one of the earliest things that I ever collected as a child was Lego, and I had a massive amount of Lego sets back in the 80s. But the way I always start with my guests is to find out how you got into collecting and specifically Lego. What was the yep. thing that, that started you off in becoming a Lego collector? So uh, apart from obviously collecting Lego, as many did when, you know, we were kids, um, mm -hmm. it, I didn't get back into Lego until I actually met my wife. So uh, I actually don't mind telling this story. I quite enjoy it. Um, so we started dating and her nieces were all, like super young, you know, three, four years old. And so when we started dating, you know, their birthdays came up, we had to go get them presents, you get kids toys. Yeah. And I had not been into a toy section in, in years. So we <laughs> went to, I think it was Kmart, you know, where we, we call it Kmart here. Um, yeah. We went to Kmart, went down the toy aisle looking at toys and then I saw a Lego aisle and I could not believe the amount of Lego they had and they had Ninja Turtle Lego they must have just had the new sets that released in 213 and I'm a big Ninja Turtle fan like massive Ninja Turtle fan so when I saw these sets I was like taking a trip down memory lane I was explaining to my my, my girlfriend back then wife now but telling her like you know trip down memory lane how much I love Ninja Turtles how much I used to collect Lego when I was a kid and she goes, we'll get a set. I'm like, okay. So from one set, I ended up grabbing the whole collection. I think there was about five sets worth of Ninja Turtle stuff. So I grabbed all that, started building it. And then I kind of started looking online at what else they had. And then I saw they had Star Wars Lego, Batman Lego. Yeah. So I went on a, I went on a massive shopping spree at that point and just bought everything that I could get my hands on. And it just kind of eventuated from there. And uh, yeah, 10 years later, it's just grown massively. Like, I didn't actually think I'd collect as much as I, I did or I have. But, um, yeah, it just, it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And I started building, you know, things on my own um, apart from buying sets. And, yeah, like I said, 10 years later, and I've got this massive collection now and I can't stop. That's the way it happens. They, 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 they reel you in, right? Like, uh, that's oh, that. bad. Yeah. Really I can't bad. remember the movie. The quote is from the the, you know, try to try to get out, and they reel me, pull me back in. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, that's exactly that's exactly what happened to me. <laughs> and uh, and now this just it, I'm I'm that far deep. Like I just there's no coming out of it now. Like it's I'm too far gone. So <laughs> ten years because like people can't see obviously being in a, an audio podcast, but. Yeah. You, I mean, you seem like a fairly young bloke, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. I'd I mean, like to you, think so. But. So I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing you were around a teenager at the time or maybe late teens at that time? When I, in 2013? Yeah. No, I was 25. I'm I'm 36. 
<laughs> wow. Okay. Well, yeah. People, like so, I said, people can't see, but you look pretty good for your age. I got to admit. Oh, mate. I'll, I'll appreciate it. I'll take that compliment. <laughs> it's the Lego keeping you young at heart, right? That, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it, it definitely is. So. Yeah, so um, yeah, twenty or ten, it would be ten years this year. So twenty twenty three, two thousand thirteen. So ten years. <laughs> wow, and it's funny you mentioned about the you know obviously being reeled in by uh, Ninja Turtles because yes, I, you know this is a pop culture collectors podcast, and yeah. I've had. I'm just going to rattle off some of the collectors that I've had on the show, right? And all yeah. well, essentially what they collect and things they collect. Mm -hmm. And every one of these things has been made in Lego in some format or another. So here sure. we go. Batman. Okay. Mm -hmm. Star Wars. Yep. Ghostbusters. Yep. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. Stranger <laughs> Things. Yep. Indiana Jones. Yep. <laughs> Harry Potter. Yep. Like there's so much. Like Lego has I don't want to say like a, a chokehold on on pop culture collectibles, but they they just they've done such a good job over the years of really tapping into that. And, that, and actually, it's funny when you look at the history of Lego. In the nineties, they were failing. Like they were failing as a company. Yeah. It was only when they got the Star Wars uh, for the new stuff for the prequel movies, when they got the life yep. of that and started, that really was the boost that gave them back their dominance in the market as a toy and really catapulted them into, into this current phase. So talking Correct. about all those different types of uh, pop culture, because all, a lot of those stuff that I just rattled off is within your collection that I've seen, like the Ghostbusters yes. and, and the Ninja Turtles that we spoke about, Batman, everything. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite line to collect within Star Wars? Like, well, not, I was going to say within Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> within That's Lego. My favorite to collect in Lego. But yeah. What, yeah. what's your favorite Lego line to collect? Uh, you know, I, I get asked that question a lot. Um, I, I do like collecting Star Wars. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think it's obviously one of the more popular uh, lines to collect. Um, yeah. So I do like Star Wars. Look, even though Batman is my favorite superhero um they and they have released quite a lot of sets for batman the, you know the lego batman movie came out and then yes, they right. had some um they had some sets that came out back in like 2006 i think it was um i they haven't released as much as star wars which is unfortunate because if they did then you know i'd be all over it but mm -hmm. yeah look i just really like how they you know you everyone's grown up watching the movies you know all the um prequels um, the spin-off shows that they've done with Star Wars and, you know, when they bring the ships to life or, or you know, all that stuff that you watch in the movies, yep. all the, the um, seasons and stuff like that, it's just, it blows my mind. So just to have them and collecting them, it, I think that's partly the reason why I do like collecting Star Wars as a theme. I mean, I'm a Star Wars fan regardless. I think I'm a, star, I'm a fan of all pop culture <laughs> at this point. But, yeah, I just, I've always liked, you know, collecting Star Wars Lego, and it's um, again, it's one of those lines that are just never going to die off. Like it's just, it just keeps growing and growing. So, yes, it does. Uh, you know, like the Ninja Turtle line, you know, faded off. Uh, Batman kind of faded off after the Lego Movie, and then they've released a couple of sets here and there. But Star Wars just, it just keeps going, um, mm -hmm. and that's what I, that's what I like about it. So that'll definitely have to be my favorite theme. 
Actually, before we were recording, I was actually watching The Mandalorian. <laughs> I, I haven't started that. I'm I'm hanging to start that. Like I'm uh, yeah, <laughs> no I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get a no, no spoilers. I'm trying to get a night that I can actually start getting into it. So um, it looks you it looks good. Season three really yet? good. Sorry, you haven't started season three yet? No, no, I haven't started. Like that's what I'm I'm trying to get a minute that I can sit down and start watching it. So don't tell me anything. I don't want to know. <laughs> okay, I won't. Um, I won't tell but you. But yeah, I'm 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 hanging out for it. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, actually, my partner and I we actually binge watched the whole of uh, the first two seasons plus the last few episodes of uh, the Book of Boba Fett, which I've dubbed the Mandalorian two point five. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, we, we binge watched all of that just recently and started watching the first couple of episodes, binged them back to back as well. Uh, but I'm only halfway through tonight's episode or today's episode that released because it's a Wednesday here as we're recording. Uh, yep. so, but I, so, yeah, I definitely won't spoil anything for you, but uh, no, no, no. we've got a lot to look forward to. I can't wait. <laughs> and the other thing that you definitely mentioned, like you mentioned before and, and Thing that sort of drew me in actually in following your collection was uh and me as a lego fan i'm not just a fan of creating like the book the stuff stuff comes out of the box but yep. particularly i'm a fan of mocks and yep. for people who are not lego fans mock is moc that stands for my own creation and yep. you make quite a few different creations <laughs> within your city do you want to tell people a little bit about you know where does the creative flair come from for you yeah it's i just i've always liked to well when i started you know getting into lego and from sets it you know sort of turned into you know my own creations and i started looking at what other people did and i was like this is interesting like you can do so much with lego Um, and like i said at the point you know when i started collecting i was really new at getting back into it then i saw people doing cities and I started seeing that you could buy modular buildings. um, And that's where I was like, I need to try and build a city. Like Mm -hmm. I have to try and build a city. So that's where it started. And then I started creating a city and then I decided, well, actually my first mock I I attempted to build was a Ninja Turtle Lair because I had the Ninja Turtle sets that I bought, which was my first set. And then I wanted to make a Ninja Turtle lair. So I thought, yeah. you know, what can I do? What's, what are you, you know, supposed to add a Ninja Turtle lair? You know, went back on some of the cartoons and the movies that I used to watch and try to figure out what I wanted to add in there and just started just turning that into Lego and just started building it, you know, from what I would see in real life to how I should envision it if I was to build in Lego. And that's how it kind of started. And then from there, I kind of decided I want to do a Batcave because Batman, like I said, is my favorite. Um, superhero yep. so again looking at you know 1989 batman is my fa- all-time favorite michael keaton all-time favorite batman oh, i don't care man. what anyone says don't care what anyone <laughs> says i mean you know not that none of the other batmans were great or anything but michael keaton is by far my favorite so i use that for reference and try to it's basically just envisioning what something looks like in real life and just trying to um created into lego i know it sounds easy said than done but that's how i kind of learned how to do it yeah and then it just you know learning skills you know as i've gone along over the years building i've learned different skills i've pulled things down rebuilt them because i've gotten better at what i'm trying to create and um that's how it kind of starts like it just kind of starts from an idea and nowadays when i i build mocks i kind of 
Um, there's a program that you can get called Studio, which a lot of other Lego people or other Lego collectors that you know if they use that, yeah. you can create your mock on that and sort of fiddle around a little bit, you know, more freely. Um, and then you can just buy all the bricks, buy all the pieces you need, and just reference off that. So I've learned how to do that a little bit now, just to get a rough idea of how I want to build the mock. Um, order all the pieces, and then the great thing about it is, as you're building it, you can chop and change it as you're going along. Um, and for me, I also add lights, as you can see. Um, unfortunately, no one else can see it, but <laughs> anyone that follows me, everybody or anyone that follows me, I add lights to everything I, I basically build. So yeah, I definitely want to talk to you about it, Adam. We'll, yeah, we'll so I'll, that. we'll leave that. Yeah, so yeah, I just um, that's, that's what I try to do, just try to envision something and what it would look like in Lego and just go from there. There's no right or wrong. If you mess it up, you pull it apart, you start again. That's the best thing about it. It's in the name, right? My own creation yeah, mock. That's right? absolutely that's right. There's no, yeah, that's exactly right. Whatever you envision, um, you know, in your mind, you just try and create it and you can trial it a hundred times over until you're happy with it. And that's basically how it works, really. And that's one of the things I loved about your city, actually, because I wanted to talk to you a bit more about the Lego city um, in sure. particular, because that's a big focus of your YouTube channel that you have. Just for yep. people, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about and get all the socials at the end, but so people yep. know you do have a YouTube channel where they can actually yep. go and, and see videos of your collection and, and essentially watching you build the city, the different phases that you've gone through as well. Uh, Absolutely. I, when I reached out to you, I, I sort of realized after we chatted and I went back and looked at your YouTube channel that I'd already watched a couple of the videos actually off your, your page. Right, before. Okay. And in particular, the one that I came across, and it's funny that you mentioned before, was the one where you're actually doing the sewer tour which yes. is essentially all your un underground, you've got like an underground, not, not the bat cave, but you've got like a little underground sewer with the penguin and Batman in there. Yep. Uh, you've yep. got the Ghostbusters like lair underground and then you've got the yep. Ninja Turtles uh, lair as yep. well. Um, yep. So I remember watching that video and just being like, wow, this is like really exciting, <laughs> like what this guy has built. So I can yeah, yeah. definitely tell people uh, just from my own experience watching that video that, what yeah. you've done is really cool and, and just really clever. And, and as you mentioned, you know, a lot of lighting that goes into those that actually makes them pop as well. So well, exactly. what was the lighting, where did, where did that start? What was the first set that you actually put lights into? And then <laughs> where did it go from there? Because it's a thousand um, lights in your city, right? Oh, uh, yeah, at, at least. I, I honestly would not be able to count how many lights I've added in the city. Um, some of the Star Wars sets that I've got, R2-D2 and, um, you know, some of the mocks that I've built, everything everything I've touched nearly is lit up. <laughs> I just can't help myself. So, What was the um, first set? The first set I lit up was um, the Ninja Turtle Lair that I did buy in 2013, which was one of my first ones. And then I bought my first Millennium Falcon around that time. Uh, and I lit those up first and I just found, I actually found this American company that had LEDs at the time and yeah, I just ordered a bunch. I didn't know anything about them. I didn't know how to put them in a set. So I just threaded wires and added the lights where they were supposed to go or where I thought that I wanted to put them. Yeah. And, um, and uh, yeah, they just, they came out pretty good at that point. They were just battery operated. 
And I left it at that. Like there were the, the first two sets that I lit up. And I didn't really double into lighting after that until I started buying the modular buildings for the city, which um, unfortunately no one can see, but you can see back behind <laughs> me. Um, and uh, when I bought those buildings, I, I again, I just, I actually went on eBay and I looked up lights for Lego and this company in Melbourne came up and they were very new at the time. They're very big right now. Everyone would probably know them that collect Lego. Um, I found a whole bunch of lights at the kit. They actually did kits uh, for these modular buildings for the city. And I just, again, went on a rampage and bought like five or six different kits uh, the, for the Ghostbusters Tower, a couple other Lego buildings that I've got. And yeah, and then I just, it just started from there. And I've been with that, you know, buying from that company ever since. Um, the and company? they do kits. Uh, Light My Bricks. Okay. Like so yeah, like so they're based in Melbourne. In the podcast description, so that people can. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So they, um, yeah, they've been like I was like they just were really new back then, and um, yeah, they do light kits for pretty much every Lego set. Every time a new Lego set releases, they've done light kits, but they also do DIY um, LEDs. So if you are building mocks or you want to do something yourself you can buy you know individual components and line them up which is what i do now and uh yeah so they it just escalated from there uh and <laughs> that that that's the result you get <laughs> and it's it's a, it's a huge amount of lights it like every yeah. every corner of the city is yeah and you, in, you need a lot of patience capacity, whether it be lights in the cars lights in the buildings lights in the streets lights underground anywhere Everywhere, I'll put lights. I'll light up anything, anything and everywhere. I'll light up anything, no problem. <laughs> and I so, so light my bricks. I don't. I mean, maybe you should send this this uh, podcast recording to them, and I'll just say right here that perhaps you've probably kept the business afloat to some level, like with the amount of lights you've gotten there, and maybe it's about time they they you know sponsored a couple of your videos, maybe or. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they look. They've looked at. They, look, I've worked with them a bit. They've looked after me. So, I've, you know, I've been buying. I've been buying with from them for about six years now. So, yeah, definitely done some good stuff with them. And but yeah, they've they've done. They've come a long way. So they're um they're probably one of the top lighting places to get lights from at this point, which is good. So, yeah, definitely. If I'm going to get some LEDs for my own future, yeah, you definitely, definitely would recommend them. And as absolutely. Said, I'll put a link down there for people as well. With the city, so when you started getting the modulars, what was the first modular building you had? Uh, yep. And then second to that, uh, so two-part question, first one you sure. had, and is there a grail modular that you haven't been able to add to the collection yet? Uh, yeah, um, another good question. I've, I've been asked this question as well before. So, um well, the first modular that I bought, I actually bought five of them in a row. Um, so the first five, or I'd say four, because one was the Ghostbusters headquarters, uh, and then oh, I bought it. the yeah, it's it's great. That that's such a really awesome set to have in a city. So I bought that. I got uh, a restaurant. I bought a, a theater, a bank, and. Oh, I can't remember what the other one was at that time. Um, a detective's office. So I bought, there were the five modular buildings that I bought in one shot at the beginning. There is some that I haven't managed to get because they came out a lot like earlier before I started getting back into collecting and now they're just mm -hmm. ridiculous prices. It's near impossible to 
I think one's nearly three thousand dollars. So it's there's no way. I was way thinking of about that. that with the Ghostbusters headquarters when you mentioned that. Yeah, That's one that I've wanted to put in my own collection one day. Yeah. And every time I look at the the cost online, I think the last time I saw one selling, and you know, an, an opened box, not a, like an unopened one, was like eight hundred dollars or something. For yeah. Yeah. Hand. Like I, well, I I paid around probably around the four hundred dollar mark back then. Yeah. So um, yeah, the, and a, and a new one sealed one is over twelve hundred dollars from the last yeah. time I checked. But um, yeah, I don't look. I would have like there is uh, a set that I would have liked to have in the city. It's um, at the town hall, um, and that's over well over a thousand dollars now. But if I was to, if I was to spend a thousand bucks on one set, um, it would probably definitely be that to add into the city. It's a really nice build. But to be honest with you, the the other 12 or 13 modulars that i've got in my collection i'm actually really happy with they're more detailed these days than the previous ones the previous ones were really empty yeah so the justification for what the price tag is now for basically having an empty building as opposed to all the detail that the ones they release come with now yeah um i'm pretty as as far as a modular perspective i'm pretty happy with what i've got in the collection Um, have you got any sets in there because i also this i follow a few different um like lego creators and youtubers as well yeah. uh, another yeah. one who I'm, I'm sure anyone who follows lego on youtube and i'm sure you would have come across his videos is um brixy from yep. canada um yep. and he he's a has a few videos that i i thought were really cool where he actually modular sets and then went to rebrickable and then other people who are far more clever than than myself and and you even maybe <laughs> like yeah they, yeah no, there they, is. they yeah, redesigned these into completely new buildings so he yep. was able to take those buildings and and essentially create these whole new separate buildings that he could then insert in his city because he has a obviously a ma- massive lego city as well yeah have you done that have you pulled apart any modulars and and made them your own as well uh not the modulars i haven't um i have seen and i have thought about buying another copy of a modular to do that um mm-hmm. but again like with the amount of space that i've got or i've utilized or allowed for for my city i've instead of buying another copy of a modular to just redo it into another building i've sort of try to add different things into my city you know i know that every year modular comes out so i always allow space for that um so you know there was one that came out this year there's going to be another one that comes out next year so i'm always allowing spots for the new modulars so until i have an even bigger room where i can have the city more or less right in the middle of the room mm-hmm. um, and i've got endless space like Brixie does, um, to be able to just re, you know, fill up space by creating um, rebrickable models of modulus, yeah. I will do that. But at the moment, because of the way I've laid out the, the the city and the space that I'm using, I'd rather dedicate that to an, a new modular coming out every year. One building I've actually created myself was my fire station. I built that from scratch. So I've just allowed for different things in the city. Uh, so I don't want to really fill up my space too much with three brick wall models at the moment, yeah. but I have seen them and I, and I really do like them. Like there is some that caught my eye that I would love to have in the city, but then I sort of try to weigh out, do I want to sacrifice my space for that? It's sort of a catch 22, <laughs> um, but, but it is in the back, 
of my mind for you know future if I decide to redo the layout, which I tend to do quite a lot. I always change the city. Um, then I would. It's definitely on the cards to do. Hundred percent. Cool, cool. Uh, look, the, I sound like a broken record um, for anyone who listens <laughs> to the podcast on a regular. But space is the enemy of all collectors, right? And so when we speak about space in your room, so you mm-hmm. look like you're potentially using a garage area. Correct. Like, um, which yeah. is qu- quite a decent amount of space that you've got. Like you've yeah. got you've got a lot of shelving in there. You've got a desk mm-hmm. space. You've got multiple. Uh, like you've essentially done like a U shape uh, around the back half of the room by the looks of it to do your city with as well. I saw that on your most recent um, room tour, which people can check out on your channel as well. What though, obviously space is the easy answer like to Mm -hmm. this question, um, but I'd love you to come up with a different answer. What has been the most difficult thing in designing your Lego city so far? um well considering this is the fifth city that i've built mm-hmm. <laughs> or redesigned it five <laughs> times from when i first started it it's it's, it's well that apart from space like i said that's the easy that's the easy answer which is, which is the easiest answer uh it's what you want to add in the city is the hardest thing so you can have all this space but if you don't have an idea of how you want the city to be laid out um and i've I've tried several different layouts and some would work if they were positioned differently in the room and others it was just not uh efficient to work on you know to film you know if i had people or friends or family coming over to check out the room it'd be very hard to show them the city properly um so it's it's more about your layout and what you want to add in the city that that's most important you know, you can have any type of space, but it's how you lay out the city in the space you're working with. And then the dilemma is what you want to add in the city. You know, there's so many things you can add, but, you know, if you've only got, a again, a small amount of space to do your layout, mm-hmm. and again, I know space is the easiest answer, but it's the most important answer yeah. because that does dictate, you know, what your layout is going to be. It determines, you know, how many things you can add in the city so um yeah i guess you know on adding on to the the space question or space answer um it's determining yeah how how you want to lay out your city what you want to include you know if you, if you once you've got that then it's pretty easy after that what's the one thing that you would say that you've learned like when you're trying to lay out that space what yep. would be the one thing you advise someone would advise someone if they were starting their own Lego city and they were trying to redesign and, you know, they had the right amount of space, but they were trying mm-hmm. to work out the best type of layout. What's, mm-hmm. what's the one thing that you've learned that now, and every time, every different version that you've made, maybe version four or version five, at least, maybe it was version yep. three that you really learned this. What's yep. the one takeaway that when you're creating city, there's, there's one thing that you always know to do to try and get that right. Accessibility. Accessibility. Absolutely. You have to have easy access at every part of the city. If you don't, it makes it extremely hard to work on, Um, extremely hard to, you know, know, if if you're videoing or if you're filming or you're, you know, using your city for content, it makes it really hard to do that. But the main thing is working on it. 
if you don't have good access to your city in all parts of it, it's it makes it really hard to work on it. And I found that um, I found that out with the last three layouts that I did, and <laughs> and this layout that I've done now, which I should have done two layouts ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like every time I come in here and I work on the city, that's the one thing I I always say I'm so happy with the way I've done this layout because I can access the city so much easier. Whereas before it was near impossible. I was literally climbing on the table to try and work on it or opening my roller door to try and get to the other side to work on it. Cause it was just for the, the way or where I positioned the city in the room, it just wasn't from an access point. It, it was not working for me. It was the yeah. worst. Yeah. yeah so I mean, access accessibility is the number one is the key. Number one thing in my opinion. I can I can definitely I can definitely um, see where that would be an issue. I, I can tell even just from the Brixie videos that I watched, where he had the same dilemma, and I watched him learn the same lesson. So I think that's definitely something that I've seen that's not uncommon for people to learn yeah. when they're creating their cities is having that accessibility. And you have also built layers to your city this is the other thing i've noticed mm -hmm. obviously we spoke yeah. about the fact that you've got the underground sewer system that you have around the edge but that's also yeah. to hide i think kind of cover parts of maybe the 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 bottom levels where you have trains running through um mm -hmm. and, I, and i'm guessing if something happens with the train derailing you want to be able to get to that right like has that ever happened absolutely. as well yeah absolutely so um the this is I, I started doing um you know different tiers or layers in the city uh in the last um layout that i did uh and it did give me a lot of room but again it made it really hard to get access to what i needed to you know get to at the time yeah. so with this layout you know you definitely if you're going to be having underground trains and the trains going through the other side of the table and it derails for whatever reason you need to be able to get to it so i've made it accessible enough that i can get to it at any point wherever if it does stop at any point underneath um the table i can get to it yeah so yeah that was one of the crucial things if you're going to be raising a city um to make sure that you can get underneath and because i also run uh wire or all the led lights that i'm running mm. all the wiring is underneath all that uh, i need to be able to get to it if something's not working or i need to disconnect or add something you know when i'm adding more lights i need to get under there Again, it makes a lot a lot easier just to lift up the plates, go from underneath. I've got access points at every part, so definitely makes it easier. I didn't even think about the amount of wiring that would go into. Oh, the, you don't want to know. Lighting in the LEDs. Wow. Yeah. Dude, I didn't. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking yeah, about it, I'm you like, don't even want to know. Some like at the time when I'm when I'm threading all the wiring through and I'm drilling holes through the table, you know, the, the timber that I've used, and you know putting all the wires through i'm not at the time i'm not thinking about it but then you know when i look back on it or when i'm working on adding something and i see all these wires over it, i'm thinking to myself like how did i even have the patience to do this like i mean i've been fitting lights for a really long time so i've kind of got the hang of it but um yeah just hiding them as well through all the lego pieces hiding them under you know plates it's um yeah it's i look back on it, i'm just like yeah the patience is just mind-boggling to be honest you're not, with you're you. not a sparky in your real life job are no you? <laughs> not at all absolutely not absolutely not so yeah look it's anyone can do it like the lights are not hard to install but it's just 
it's just how fussy you want to be hiding the wires. And yeah. I'm very fussy when it comes to that. I want to basically have no wires exposed at all. So being fussy like that, I think, just adds to the pressure of lighting up things when I'm working on the city or builds or mocks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, being fussy doesn't help. <laughs> That's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I um and for Americans listening to the podcast because I do have quite a number of Americans that listen. Um, yeah. Sparky, I don't know if the, the same slang over there, but that's an electrician. So yeah, uh, but yeah. So wow. I mean, you, you you've got this massive collection. You've spoken about the fact that you when you first got in, you you kind of blame your your girlfriend slash now wife. Yeah. Uh, how how do you find that she, like, is she helpful with coming in and doing things in the room as well and helping, or is she hands off these days? Is she like, that's that's Matt's thing, and no. uh, I don't I don't get it, but he's got his own space and I let him do that. Like, or or do you guys have a bit of a, a to and fro in terms of the Lego? Yeah, I'll be honest with you the the new room layout um, had a lot to do with my wife. Uh, my, my dad also helped as well, but my wife, um, actually came up, uh, about probably 70 or 80% of the layout of the room was all, uh, her idea. I have to give her credit for it. So she really helps a lot. She's built a few sets, um, that I just either just didn't really want to do, or I was working on something else at the time. So she's built, um, she's built a few things in the city. She's built a lot of sets that I just haven't got around to, just my backlog um, that I want to get to, but I'm so focused on uh, building a mock or in the city, they just they just pile up. So she's um, built quite a lot of sets for me. Uh, so yeah, she, even up until today, she's really heavily involved, um, which I'm not complaining. I love it. Um, <laughs> so we, you know, sometimes we'll sit there and you know we'll be watching something and she'll be building a set and I'll be working on something or I'll be lighting something up. Um, so yeah, she, she really, she likes it. She loves the collection. She's always giving me ideas. I reference back to her, you know, what do you think of this in the city? Should I put it there? And she's like, no, nah, I don't like it. I think you should do it this way. So she's always giving me good feedback. She comes from a graphic design background. So she's got a really good, good eye for detail. Okay, yeah. So yeah. So yeah, no, she like, she helped me a lot. She's very into it. Nice. Um, and uh, like I said, you know, the new layout is mainly credit to her i've got to i've got to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> uh look uh we do obviously i'm going to be shorter on time than the last couple yep. of episodes. i sort of mentioned this uh before we started recording but um yeah. i did sort of want to go into something else uh you're yeah. the second lego collector i've had on the podcast the first one that i had was a gentleman called greg who runs his own youtube channel called brickitect um yep and it was a little bit different conversation with him, as I mentioned to you earlier. It's, mm -hmm. He was more of coming from a place of he was in a different phase of his life and he was trying to work out uh, was Lego becoming a bit of a burden in terms of the amount of Lego that he had. He's got a basement area that, that's essentially full and stacked and he was using uh, that to make, you know, to make content, which he yep. ran this huge channel, building a lot of stuff with his son. But it, it had kind of become a bit of a burden for him. Now, you seem to be in a bit of a different headspace to what he is. You seem to be still in that very much having fun um, yep. creating and, and building your city. You, you know, you've got different 
totally different collection to what he does. And he's actually moved into more of the mock building now and, and mm -hmm. gone down that road with his son. But for you now as a Lego creator, like Lego content creator, mm -hmm. uh, would you have any advice to other people who might want to start creating a Lego YouTube channel or, you know, online content as well? Uh, yeah, just have fun doing it. Don't take it too seriously mm -hmm. um, because it can, it can become, you know, um, demanding within yourself. Like, you know, oh, I've got to post something every week. I've got to post something every day. You know, what am I going to do? So, you know, trying to, um, you know, be, uh, you know, when you're, especially when you're starting, um, you know, you've got to not only make the con like you've got to build the lego then you've got yeah. to film it yourself then you've got to yeah. edit the content so you're you know you're you're three in one uh, you know essentially so already in itself and uh, you know if it's just a hobby you know you don't have you know eight hours a day to, to do all that so mm -hmm. just have fun and you know if you don't post something it's not a big deal just do it the next week um whatever you're filming or whatever content you're producing make it enjoyable so you know your audience enjoys it that's the best way I can describe it. Like I, I don't, if I'm not feeling a video or something that I've filmed and I don't, I'm not happy with it. I'm not going to post it because if I don't like it, I know that my audience is not going to like yeah. it. So I'm not going to post it just because to throw something up there. Uh, I prefer filming, you know, good quality content rather than just anything and put it out there. Content um, that you um, like to see um, as well, maybe, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't try to, you know, um, yeah, I try not to make it a burden. Just have fun, enjoy doing it. Because if you don't, you're going to lose the love for building, you know. And then you're not going to not only not create content, but you're not going to want to build or collect anymore. So, yeah, just have fun with it. It's the best advice I can give to anybody that wants to start doing, you know, content creating. Uh, that's great. That's good advice. And I, I have to admit, coming from my side as a podcaster and the content that I create here, it's the same thing. I do this because I love it. Uh, it's a hobby that would be great to be something else later down the track. Of course. Um, but you know, I've been watching as more and more episodes that I release come out. I've been watching, you know, the listener, you know, the numbers of the listeners go up uh, and the, the amount of followers on the different platforms going up. And it's just, it all kind of, you know, it's like a snowball effect, right? You've just got to turn yeah. up and keep doing it. And I have Absolutely. to also give credit to greg like i i didn't mean to make it sound as though he he hates lego now or anything no, i think he no, still really just... enjoys lego um but he just he was in this sort of in this mode where he was, try, he was trying to figure out a few things in life i think at the time and uh it was very interesting because we i think as collectors we also all go through that phase of wow i have a lot of crap <laughs> yeah i i, <laughs> I honestly with it someday. Yeah, absolutely i've I'll be honest with you, there's been times where I just don't come in the room for a week or two. Like I just don't have the motivation or I just, I look at there and I'm just like, look at all the, like, what is all this stuff for? Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's meaningless at some point. Like, you know, it's just, it's just plastic or it's just toys. Like, so I get in that mind frame, um, you know, and you're not, you know, I, I know I'm not the only one, but if it makes you happy and it's yeah. sort of, you know, something that just, you know, you can share with, you know, if you have, kids like in my my case my son's done to you know come across it now and he's enjoying it so that's where it has the meaning and it's yeah it, you just got to enjoy it it's just something different 100%. in life so 
yeah, you have your days, you just think it's a waste, but you have that only for a brief moment and then it's back to like, yep, this is awesome. (laughs) Having fun. That's that's all it should be, man. That's all it should be. Totally, totally. And look, that being said, I think this is a good place to wrap it up and say that I've had a lot of fun chatting with you. Uh, There's probably a good another other couple hours of this that we could chat about in terms oh, for of sure. your, your, you know, the, the build, like the types of building that you've done and maybe the tips and tricks that you could give to people there. Uh, just quickly before we do wrap up as well, sure. Um, sure. where do you tend to source the majority of your Lego from? I'm a Bricklink guy. Are you? Bricklink. Same thing? Yep. Bricklink. Yeah, absolutely. Bricklink is my go-to. Uh, easiest to find parts, um, you know, in bulk as well. So yeah, definitely Bricklink's my go-to, hundred percent to get yeah, all my yeah, stuff. Yeah, good place for people if you are looking to um, pick up. You know, it's essentially it's like the black market of Lego, but it's now actually owned by Lego. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely. So yeah, definitely the place to go, hundred percent. Yeah, go there if you want to get your pieces and you want to start building your own stuff, or just pull apart the sets that you have and start building something out of those. Have fun with it. That's it, hundred percent. Exactly right. Matt, thank you very much. Before I, I get you to go, I do always get people to plug their socials. I did mention you've got a YouTube channel. Where can people yep. find you? Uh, so it's pretty easy. It's Oz Lego Collections. Um, that's the name for all my platforms. Uh, so you can just look me up on um, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. So yeah, just Oz Lego Collections. Um, you know, the profile pictures are really cool. Uh, picture of Iron Man helmet, the Lego Iron Man helmet. So you can't miss it. So yeah, check the my uh, socials out and uh, enjoy the uh, content that I put up. Yeah, well, I enjoyed the content on your YouTube channel, and I'm going to keep enjoying it, and I'm sure other people will as well. So thank you Appreciate again it. for your time. Uh, this has been great, and uh, I hope you have a wonderful night. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. If you like the episode, please consider following or subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also join me on Instagram at Collecting Heroes, where you can see photos of the collections of the people that I'm talking to, as well as some of my own.